There's 365 days in a gap year. This week's gonna come. No. Okay. So it's a miracle, but we're doing this. I think you're doing real wrong. Making a podcast. So welcome back to a very special episode of the implications of Phineas and Ferb. And why is it special, Joe? Because my loving sister is here as well. Say hi, Ruth. Hello, hi. Welcome to the welcome. podcast. Welcome to It's an absolute pleasure to be on. I'm so excited right now. So Ruth is not only Joe's sister, yes. but she works in a museum. Which is perfect. Absolutely perfect for the episode for that we're doing. this episode, which is called It's About Time, which is actually season one, episode one. On Disney, on Disney Plus, Plus because not in actuality. Though, I love because Disney I love Plus. order. Yeah, I love the episode being order on Disney. Chaos <laughs> definitely doesn't annoy me. It's perfect. So, um, d- tell us a bit about your job before we start, Ruth. Yeah, we are going to interview on it, basically. <laughs> so I work at a museum in Sydney, which um, it starts with uh, convict history. And then works its way through um, how that impacted on First Nation Australians, and then um, through to women and women's immigration. Um, so it's a it's a building called the Hyde Park Barracks. So um, no cool dinosaur stuff lot. then. Yeah, no cool dinosaurs? dinosaurs. No dinosaurs. Oh, well, that's um, disappointing. That's not even a museum. Yeah, no. It's all about people, and there's a lot of desiccated rats. Oh, um, I guess. Which is, but people specifically come in to see the rats, and I'm what? like, who, who are like, yeah, wait, I, like they're my not real fear. rats. No, they were alive. They were um, alive, but now they're like, <laughs> now they're, now they're not. And we've got them in a showcase. Um, and because, people come out of their yeah, way people, to see a dead rat. Yeah, right. It's mental. God, that, that's yeah, like one wild. of the most popular bits. Um, but it's all like we try. It's brand new. The technology is brand new, and it's um, all immersive. So um, yeah, you guys have to come down. Um, it's it's a lot of fun. It's all you'd love the technology. It's all GPS located. Ooh. So Thanks. where you stand is what you hear. Oh, that's awesome! Well, when we mm. next come down, we're going to have to go to the museum and say hi. So, <laughs> how did you get into Phineas and Ferb? Because you, what's your history with Phineas and Ferb, Ruth? Well, I know Phineas and Ferb because at some point you came down to Sydney to visit me Mm -hmm. um, and you said to me, have you seen Phineas and Ferb? And I had not at that point. Have you seen Phineas and Ferb? Yeah, that sounds like me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you were. And so you were like, you will love. I think we were making some either Marvel or Star Wars jokes. So you showed me... um, Probably the Marvel episode yeah, first because I'm also a big yeah, Marvel fan. Is the Star Wars one a movie or it's longer, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Quite long. Like, so the Marvel ones are three episodes while the Star Wars ones are like slightly longer. No, I think they're the same. Yeah, right. Well, I don't think like things that comes um, into this. Why did yeah. you bring it up? So, yeah. <laughs> I thought so, maybe you showed it the shorter one. Anyway. So they were kind of my gateway and then I all just kind of fell in love with it mainly because um, of course you do. I love Phineas and Ferb and how yes, just loving and kind they are. <laughs> and so they're so sweet. And then when, and like nothing phases them. And then when Joseph yeah, went not. home, whenever I'd miss my little brother, I'd watch Phineas oh, and Ferb. Oh, that's so cute. I didn't even know that. Oh, yeah. bless. Oh. 
Well, with you working in a museum, that is a per- the perfect person to have for this episode because <laughs> yes, do tell us what happens. This Lachlan, is in this what episode. happens in the episode. So, um, it op- cold opens with a joke where they're in the museum mm-hmm. and they look at a dog skeleton and it's got a tag on it <laughs> and it, it, it cold opens with a joke that Phineas and Ferb don't know that their dog died. So it's already setting just a beautiful tone for the I, rest of the episode. I've got an implication I want to point out now. Every parent, even fictional ones, use the farm thing. Mm-hmm. Like oh, the, yeah, even your, the, like your animal went, went to the farm. Yeah. He didn't die, he went to the farm. Mm. Except He's mine. Going- <laughs> I don't remember. Mum, did Mum do it with you? I don't remember because I remember no, seeing a cat. No, Mum was brutally honest. Yeah, she was just like, "It's dead, it's dead. You're yeah. burying it tomorrow." <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, do you know what she did do to me? This is a little segue. One. Oh, I've got mm. some traumatic Detail. stories as well. So let's go. Yeah. Well, yeah. Let's just resurface all dead pet stories, but <laughs> yeah. and how Mum beautifully handled it. Well, I had a fish that I loved very oh, much. Oh, same. And Mum was in the car one day, and she said, "I've got news, but." It'll make you upset. So I don't want to say it out loud. So I'm going to think of it in my brain and you have to psychically link in and guess what it is. (laughs) She's actually practicing for you to, one, become a psychic or two, a really good detective. And the funny thing is I can just hear your mom saying that in my brain. Right? And I was like... like, I can't say it. I did get it eventually. (laughs) We're smart kids. Oh, and then I think she, no, she's, yeah, she just avoids telling, she doesn't do the farm thing. She just doesn't tell you. Because when I was yeah. living overseas and she'd had to put our dog down, she just didn't tell me until we were in the middle of dinner in Croatia. Oh um, and then she said something like, oh, yes, that was very sad. I put Mandy down. And then just toddled off to get more from the buffet. And I was like, wait, what? What? Mandy, my favourite dog that I've always loved. My my experience is no experience because my dog is... You mean wasted opportunity? Yeah. For reference, my dog is named Max Russell. And he's a Jack Russell. It's an actual Jack Russell. Our last name is Russell and we named him Jack. Uh, We named him Max Max instead of Jack. Because you wasted the opportunity. (laughs) Wasted opportunity. That is his name. Every... (laughs) But he has... He's been kicking for nearly 14 years. It's going well. He's doing great. He's He's trying to live past that wasted opportunity thing. I won't let him. He's certainly living long enough that he hasn't wasted any opportunities in his life. I love him. He's such a good dog. My experience with also a dead fish was I spent quite a few months researching things because I tend to go hard on things and I was doing mm-hmm. um, fighting fish and they're tropical mm. fish you need to have the tank the right temperature you need to have the right pH you need to have the right plants well I made sure there were plants I had the right tank I had everything I sorted it mm. I, I, I planned I had the heater I had it all I had the right spot I had the right sun I had the tank I had everything in it I set it up I bought the fish got it in put it in beautiful lasted two days died straight away <laughs> gone and then the next morning I'm like mom my fish is dead it's it's died and she's like okay that is sad i'm like well what are we going to do and she's like well you could probably bury it i'm like right so the next morning when i'm like oh i think i think it was the same day it would have had to be before work i was like <laughs> you didn't leave it overnight yeah no i didn't leave it Just overnight floating. it was it was like before work i was like all right mum i'm gonna go bury my fish that i've put so much effort into and care deeply about only mm. because of the amount of time you invested i've, to I've invested for in it. this yeah. fish i've only had two days to love it and those two <laughs> days were great, but not long enough. And mum's like, okay, 
And so I'm out in the garden, digging a <laughs> hole, mm. burying my dead fish. Mum's in cleaning her teeth. Chilling oh in the house. God. I'm like, Mum, I had a funeral. You have to. You should attend this funeral. And she's like, No, I've got work to go to. I'm like, But this is my fit. like. And so I'm just digging the hole. I like stand there, look at the fish, act all sad. I'm like. I like this fish. All this, all this effort's gone. I go back inside, and Mum's like, "All right, I'm off to work." I'm like, "Mum," and she's like, it's all, "And she's like, all right, bye." And so then after work, I brought it up that I had a funeral without her for a family member that was our fish, and she's just like, "Oh, that must have been rough for you." And that's all I got. Like, I didn't get anything out of it. I'm like, "You just have to stand there for two seconds. I just need you to come outside and see me digging a hole for fish. Nothing." I, I, I went through it I'm all sorry, by that's myself. Kind of, that's kind of funny. Yeah, it is. It's quite traumatic. So, with 15 seconds into the episode, we've already gotten a bunch of, like, soapy stories, so I'm loving how this is going. <laughs> yes. So, next, um, oh, Phineas yeah. and Ferb go around the corner, and, and the actual crux of the episode, they find the time machine from the time machine. Well, I get introduced to it by the yeah. museum guy. The museum guy's look, look, it's the time machine from the movie The Time Machine, and he cracks a joke about it. And, Not being fixed. And um, the... The, the, no one laughs and I'm like come on the dude's trying his best to impress you be, be kind anyway it's a museum um, do you ever like say like oh, yeah. make a joke jokes? or anything oh yeah I have a spiel I have a couple a of jokes that I say most people laugh and they find me genuinely funny I oh. Oh. now say it so many times that I've said it in my sleep because we have to basically <laughs> yeah I say it and I wake up um, my partner and um, I say it in my sleep. So I say it, they laugh, but I feel no joy inside. <laughs> you get no joy. Uh, out of it. No, no. But yes, I say a couple of jokes. Uh, oh, people are usually that. a little bit receptive and I make really like corny jokes. And at least uh, if they don't find them funny, they're polite enough to pretend to laugh. Not this crowd. A tough crowd. Yeah, Not tough this crowd. crowd. Just mm. Americans. I did feel for him. I felt for him. Mm. Because <laughs> it's reliable. <laughs> <laughs> so reliable. Um, they um, they start fixing the time machine because you know they've got nothing else to do. So why not fix a time machine? That's that's what you do when you're on a day like easy. this. Easy, easy peasy. So they start feeling around with it, and Candace is like, "I'm gonna go bust you," and she runs off. And then they poke a thing in it, and she just appears back and is like, "I'm gonna go bust you," and runs off. And they're like, "Cool." Yeah, they're totally okay they're with just, their sister fine popping the in and out of existence like time. Their sister is now 10 seconds displaced in the space-time continuum. And, and like, they just don't even care. Chill. So, um, and also this, by the way, this episode is slightly unconventional. This episode is... Just one long one. It's one long one. So instead of one of us covering one adventure and then the other, other person covering the other adventure, what we're going to do is um, I'm going to cover Phineas and Ferb's story and then Joe's going to cover... The beautiful peri The Perry story. The, the peri The peri Which is just amazing. Yeah. So, um... So anyway, Candace yells, like she yells for her mum, and then she gets kicked out of the museum very Arrested. briefly. Yeah, the, <laughs> she, by the security guard, because he's like, no yelling in the museum. And she's like, why can't you yell in a museum? I wouldn't want to wake anyone up, screams it. <laughs> and then she gets kicked out, and she's sitting on the steps, and some dude comes up to her, <laughs> who, is, <laughs> is, who is never seen again. <laughs> Not once. He's just, just oh, in this episode. later on. And... Um, and she, he's like, you get kicked out of the museum too, huh? What'd you do? And she's like, oh, I yelled. It's like, oh, wow, that's hardcore. She's like, what did you do? And he goes, oh, I stole, stole a pterodactyl. 
And they, <laughs> and they gave it back. Like, they gave it to him to leave the museum. <laughs> he successfully stole a pterodactyl. And they kicked you. him out <laughs> with <laughs> he got it. Like with the, the pterodactyl. Yes. It's the little jokes that are by he far the funniest. He's a master thief. Also, do you have a rule for no yelling in your museum? Uh, it's certainly frowned upon. Okay, well, I'm going to uh, run in, point at this dead rat, and just scream dead rat. And yeah. then like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, I can handle. that makes more sense to me than people being fascinated by it. <laughs> <laughs> Stick your face up to the glove. <gasps> Look at its little um, ratty feet. Yeah, pretty gross. And the mould. So, Candice gets back into the museum <laughs> by getting this guy to go back in and just make a distraction by yelling and then get kicked out again. Four, men, thing, four men chase him down. Yeah. Like they kind of, it's like it's Firstly, I love how serious they are about keeping people from yelling. Yeah. But also, I love how he was able to sneak back into the museum to yell. <laughs> like, she could have just back. gone back in. <laughs> the way he did. <laughs> he, he got in successfully and he wasn't noticed until he yelled. Why didn't she just... Where did he put him? the pterodactyl? He's keeping it, I'm assuming. Yeah, but did he just leave it on the side of the museum to come back later? Probably took it out to his car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, there's wings at yeah. the side of the windows of his car. Just on top. Like, so, um, so then, they, um, they're doing a good job fixing the time machine. And Candice, by the way, she, she stole a piece of the time machine. And she's been running around with it because... She wants to show her mum that, like, this is what they're fixing and stuff. Anyway, she's got a piece of the time machine. And they manage to... Sorry, that was just some, some Glebe traffic for you there. Um, they manage to get the, type, the piece that they need back when they're about to finish it. Yeah. Because the guard finds out that they need it. And then he goes and confiscates it off Candace. And then he gets time reset. And he's just back next to them. He's like, is there anything you need, boys? And they're like, oh, yeah, like we said before, we need this part. And he's like... Oh, there it is. It's just in his hand, and he just hands it to him. Again, finish some fixed. Completely unfazed by the fact that they used time displacement to steal museum property. Has yeah. anyone ever used time displacement to steal property from your museum, Ruth, out of curiosity? P- possible. They tried possible. to steal the rats. I wouldn't know. They were going uh, after the rats. Totally possible. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I'm interested... And I'm sure we'll get into it, into the rules of this time travel because yeah. it's different oh, yes. from some of the other rules. So it's okay. there's three different ways of time travel. We've discussed this before. Oh yes, yeah. So they so they go back in time, Phineas, yeah. and they take with them a motorized scooter Which that they, they just have got into the museum that doesn't allow <laughs> yelling. Yep. but allows you to just. It's not their time either. It's just. Turns yeah, it just, just turns up, up so the plot can use it for them to get away from a T Rex, but yep. also it's like. Like, did he just mad skits? I would. If the museum's yeah, letting him mad skits throughout yeah. it. On the polished floor. So they go yeah. back in time, and then, of course, the time travel rules. What yes. are they? Because they draw the mud, and it changes the fossils. But then the fossil changes as they do it. So it's not... Mm. Yeah, so it's like... So it's not Harry Potter... It's not Harry Potter inevitability time travel. Which I like. I think it's probably the best one. Yeah, it's not, um, like... It's, it's not the one. It's where not X Men Days of Future Past, where it's like you go back and then when you, yeah, so no. when you're when you you leave, you create an alternate reality yeah, and then everything changes or whatever. Not, not it's not reality. that. It's, it's not Avengers. No, no, it's not. Which no. just says time travel isn't how you think. Wink. Now we get to do whatever the hell we like. <laughs> well, in that, in that <laughs> one, I think that's inevitability time travel as well, isn't it? Because really. the, no, they use the excuse. That the whole that they can't kill Baby Thanos because he's already alive. Like you can't change what's actually happened, and, yeah, the, and all the of the stuff line, that they yeah. 
All the stuff they change in the first Avengers movie is stuff we didn't see in it, or it's stuff that they could feasibly be there. So, like, all no, but the timeline was already be the same. Birth. Yeah, but they couldn't kill him because Thanos was still alive as an adult. So clearly, that doesn't happen in the time stream. But like, neither does. I know they the just they don't really explain do. like why it's they can't do it. But the point is, they can't do it because it's already decided. It's I think Loki is the loophole as well because Loki, oh, yeah, Loki died. Yeah, I was going to um, say they didn't change anything, but no, it isn't inevitable because lo- they changed the time stream when they free Loki. Yeah, also the whole Soul Stone thing. Did they get oh, the Soul Stone before Thanos get it? Did they get it after Thanos? So I'm just re- Either way, there's no. Two yeah, so I. Yeah, they they didn't. They just said time travel. They they legitimately they said did. everything you think about time travel is wrong. Ours is right. Don't ask no. us how. Yeah. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? You're making a superhero movie. Just do it. Why They've not? got so much money. We will accept anything. I mean, yeah, I will. I got to oh, say, did you see I that bit the at the end where they're like, they Avengers assemble? You. It was yeah. inevitable without even saying it. God, that's amazing. God, I love money. <laughs> Avengers is so good though. So yeah, they. I think it, in Phineas and Ferb, bringing it back to what the podcast is actually about, I think it's <laughs> parallel time. No, no, no. It's, it's back to the future. It's the exact same as back to the yeah, future. Time. You oh, yeah, you impact. Yeah. It's, it's, pa- it's parallel. You impact the future as you're doing your time travel present. Yeah, so yeah. when you time travel back, you create two concurrent timelines sort of thing? Yeah, kind of. So, like, if you time then, travel back and then an hour later you kill your dad, your dad doesn't disappear until an hour later sort of thing. Or you don't yeah. disappear until an hour later. Because like, in Back in to the, the future. future, he goes, in, like, the second and third ones, he goes back and they go to an alternate turn line where buffers the big gambling guy thing whatever biff whatever that thing mm. um that happens in Phineas and Ferb kind of when oh, yeah, she goes and then she's in later and she gets Phineas and Ferb busted and then the world is shite because Doofenshmirtz takes over it we're gonna have to bring Ruth back for that episode that's sequel. true yes yeah. Ruth you're coming back on the podcast you're coming back for, for that one because there's a sequel to it's this episode season, it's season three so yeah season three season. there's a sequel to this episode Dad, and you're I can do that right, good we'll no see you there. yeah yeah, so, yeah. Because there's different things that they do. Obviously, writing in the footprint um, to yeah. ask for help um, uh, that appears in front of um, the girls, fireside girls, the girls. fireside girls, Isabel, uh, and then obviously at the end, there's things that remain that they impact the past. So. Yeah, um, it's like cavemen with tunnel. Yeah, the cavemen developed yeah. tunnel hats. There was no and cavemen the love part with um, C plus J in it. Yeah, yeah the that was always Jeremy. There, yeah. That was really sweet. I like that. Yeah, Cavemen like- plus Jeremy, and it's there forever. That's very cute. It is cute. Um, yeah. So yeah, I've got in my notes. Uh, does why does Phineas have a motorized scooter? They go back in time. <laughs> no one. She, they literally don't care if Candace dies. <laughs> like Candace starts running from the T Rex. They're, they're like, like stand oh, completely still, and then Candace like starts flailing around arms around and runs, and the T Rex just chases her. And they're like, oh, it worked. Like they don't care that Candace. Is I'm about glad to get they eaten. know how to survive a T Rex attack. I mean, yeah, <laughs> they enough. did their research, despite them not knowing they will go back 300 million years straight yeah, away. Good on them. But they know what they did. Well, they probably just saw Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah, it's just a Jurassic Park T Rex. It's not real. It's not like accurate T Rex. Yeah, what would you do if an accurate T Rex came at you? They're meant to be scavengers. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. 
Who knows? Yeah, they're both feathers, haven't they? <laughs> I oh, love the line that she's be running seen. away from the T-Rex screaming and they scoot along next to her <laughs> and <laughs> they say, what are you doing, Ken? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what why, do you think? Why don't you have a motorised scooter, Candice? <laughs> are you okay with just running for your life? Because that's fine with us. We're, we're just checking what's just up checking with you. We're just checking what's going on. Well, um, oh, what was I going to say about that? Oh, yeah, yeah, Ruth, you work at a museum. Um... This wasn't an accurate T-Rex, was it? It was. They're supposed to have feathers. They don't have T-Rex at her museum. We discussed this. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not a proper museum. Very sad. Crappy dinosaurs museum. I don't think we had T-Rexes in Australia, did we? Oh, no, knows? probably not. Wasn't yeah, it all we had just one continent at one point? Yeah, the T-Rexes were after it broke apart. We know history. Westmark. Okay, next. Um, <laughs> I like. Um, there's a really good joke. Um, they drive a scooter through the fossil. Um, no, no, Candace first lands face first in yep. the fossil and it oh, makes yeah, an outline of her. And then um and then she like they Drives run around through. and then they drive through it with the scooter and it creates one line in the fossil going straight through her torso. <laughs> yeah. So like it's the body but with a really like like the face is gone and it's just got this massive long neck that goes like up out of the fossil. <laughs> and he's like, Honey, this looks like Candace and then the scooter mark appears. And then she's like, she comes over and she looks at it and it's just a body with a really long neck. And you're like, that's a bit rude. And then, yeah, they're using turtles as helmets. They're having a great time in the past. They're doing their thing. The Fireside Girls come back to save them because... Um, Question. They, mm? they wait for the time machine. Yeah, that's what I was saying. It's parallel timelines. They wait for a time... It doesn't matter if it's parallel timelines. Just go to the point where they're not waiting. Time machines... I mean, you don't yeah. wait for a time machine. I'm, it's not a tax. I'm guessing they're taking the Avengers Endgame approach with time travel in this. Except no. rather than using money to convince us that it's fine, they are using the quality of the show. Yes, because <laughs> they do some jokes where they're like, we're practicing patience, and they're just meditating, and she's just... Oh, yeah, I love how they've just taken the opportunity to discover their inner chakras in the middle of this whole crisis but that's going also- on. The reason why the girls take so long is because he doesn't add an M. Yes, he doesn't add an M in time this, machine. They build a time so they make machine. a time machine and, and they time. have like how does a spell coming <laughs> But how does a spelling mistake rechange the entire what plan? Because he's just and, then, <laughs> and they throw um, um, Isabella throws shade. At Phidias, when she finally collects him and yeah. says, you know that there's an M in Time Machine. He's like, He's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Fireside, I've got written here specifically, the Fireside Girls are beasts. How did they make a Time Machine? They did they better, the no, they did better than Phineas and Ferb because they followed the blue, blueprints, blueprints properly and came with a Time Machine. And then they put the M back in and they made a Time Machine. How does an M reform a Time Machine to a time We don't talk enough about the Fireside Girls because in pretty much every episode they're in... They do get sidelined a bit after this, though. Yeah, but they're beasts, like, to the level of Phoenix and Ferb. Whenever they need something, they call the Fireside Girls. Whenever they need, like, a production line, they call the Fireside Girls. And they are always just up to insane things. They're a time-making machine, time-traveling just They're always working on... I, I love the running joke that they're always working on the badge that they need, that, like, they can get yeah. by helping Phineas and Ferb out. Yeah. That's just a nice little touch. Um, so last little bit of this story, uh, they get back, they, the T-Rex comes with them back, but yep. then, um, something from the Perisode, the yeah. other storyline, freezes the T-Rex in place, and everyone thinks it's part of the museum, and 
my final note just says, why did they take their platypus to a museum? Question mark. Yeah. <laughs> I also, I'm like, a platypus in a museum. How did a platypus get in the museum and how is why that did they let it in? If, if someone bought a live platypus to your museum, Ruth, what would you do? Would you let them in? I'd be pretty bloody impressed. I, <laughs> the fact that that's uh, I would be uh, a little bit worried that one of our curators might try and steal it. <laughs> yeah, but, but also, <laughs> I'd be worried for their safety. Real life platypuses, they have venom. They, yeah, they've got yes. venomous bite. I would, I get you. I would, I would not, not touch it. You just point it and be like, get out. Stop yelling. Cute. Yeah, probably. Like, cute. <laughs> also, they're endangered. Don't do things like that. Yeah, maybe leave it in its natural habitat instead of bringing it to the middle of Sydney as well um, yeah <laughs> the middle of Sydney definitely not their natural habitat um, I'd be pretty impressed if there was a platypus that came into my museum though that's fair fair enough and now moving on to the next bit what happened in the perisode okay well real quick it starts with monogram being frozen and unable to talk but he hums a bit right yeah he's still alive so he's just frozen on the outside. Yeah. Also, that never gets resolved. It never gets explained no. how, how... Like, we know that um, Doof hits him with his freezer nail, yeah. but we never find out how he gets, how out, of he gets out of it. That same freezer nail hit the T-Rex. The T-Rex mm. is in that same condition. It can harm... It can, it's it's alive. alive. It's not <laughs> dead. It is just waiting to just eat people. But it can't. Dun, dun, but we don't dun, know how. It's just going to starve to death in or the middle when? or stop breathing or something in this museum. And they've just got a frozen T-Rex call. Is it going to decompose? Eventually it'd have to. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway. Well, maybe it will a little bit, but we have things like... Ertzi. So Ertzi is one of our um, oldest surviving, um, well, we call it a mummy, but it wasn't a mummy. It's naturally mummified. And he was found in snow. And we can still see his tattoos and where he um, had an arrow wound. Um, That's really cool. And so, yeah, and he's like thousands and thousands of years old. So ice is a really good uh, preserving agent. It's not surrounded by ice, but maybe the freezer. I also did a history degree, so, you know. Is he not? <laughs> Fair enough. That's, it, that's why we've got you here. Who knows? Yeah, because it's not, it's not really cooling him down, and it's not, um, it's, it's just, just, he's just frozen in place. Like, yeah. the bacteria, mm. other bacteria frozen, though. Would it decompose if the bacteria is anyway, not frozen? Carl's introduction. Oh, is this Carl's first I episode? I think so, considering he's like, I'm I Carl like the intern. I feel like he's already been... Yeah, he's... Mm, I feel like he's already been in one, though. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Um, okay, so Agent Perry mm. is like, okay, let's go catch Doof. Stop him with whatever he's mm. made. He does a really cool trick with the swimming pool, goes around the edge. He's shooting. He's Doof being foiled, and he's just like, what the hell's happening here? Like, yeah, what? Doof's being stopped already, and, and he hasn't some, shown Something up. bad is happening, and he catches him with another agent. With another nemesis. Another. Drama. I know. It's so <laughs> awful. Who would do that to someone? Who would leave? And Perry, of all people. Would yes. you? Perry's would you such fight, a perfect agent. Would you fight another agent if you had Perry as your nemesis? Are you kidding? Are you kidding? He is top of the line. He is and a he can 10. get you in touch with Phineas Solid and Ferb. Solid 10. So if you need stuff, like, Perry can get you in touch with the best people on Earth. 
And then Doof like, goes on to explain you, how it happened. He didn't plan it. It just happened. He still has feelings. <laughs> he for still Perry. Ha- he, do- he still hates Perry. It's he's just, just he just needs he's a just break. Found a new nemesis. He just needs a break, and they should start fighting other people. <laughs> I, I I felt this first. This really good like parallels with like you know people just cheating. Yeah, cheating. Yeah, it's yeah, it, it, walking it, in hilarious. on someone. Yeah, yeah. The, the it's a joke that the little kids are not gonna get. Well, hopefully it's, not. it's for the adults, and it's Unless just amazingly, <laughs> it's just amazingly done. Like it's so well paced. They draw it out for an insanely long time. And I'm like the kids. The are, entire rest of the entire yeah, the series. entire rest of the episode is just a joke about no, the series cheating. is about Doof and Perry like loving Doof each other but yeah. hating each other. Yeah, and then that's the reason why they're together, sort of thing. It's cool. It's beautiful. And, and there's that awkward moment where um, Peter the Panda. And Doofenshmirtz want to keep fighting. And Perry's yeah. <laughs> just watching. Perry's there. He's like, wait, are you still here? This is, yeah. you're, you're making this a bit awkward. Friends. You're making this harder than it has to be. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like, ushers him out into, as you pointed out, an apartment a door, complex. Like a horse, yeah. yeah I, I, a that just occurred to me, even though we've, I think we might have seen it in previous episodes. No, he I'm says not sure. he owns the building. But yeah, he bought the building. He owns the building. Cheap. Because yeah, it's really loud. so he bought the it, he bought the building. That's confirmed later in the thing. Confirmed. Um, but he's only in like a room. Like he gets kicked out. There's a hallway with other doors, and there's elevators and stuff. Is he a landlord? No. Oh my god. not. There, if no, Doof was my landlord, I'm moving. But maybe because he's got he's got some prime real estate in the middle of the city. Yeah. If you had if you if someone said you can have prime real estate in the middle of the city. Just ignore it when you hear screaming upstairs. I'd be like, that's standard city for you. Yeah, no, actually, I'd pay that. As yeah. long as you had a soundproof yeah. room, you'd be happy. Exactly, because I've got my, yeah. I have my studio. I'd have, a, I'd have a soundproof room. It'd be fine. He probably, he's, like, handy enough to actually fix any issues that arise. That's true. Yeah, so, so or you're making a native that fixed it for you. Maybe. Yeah, and a native that would fix it. So, so much you like know, how we came... Much like how we came to the conclusion that Phineas and Ferb monetize their adventures to make the funding that they need. Yes. I'm um, selling million dollar tickets to eight year olds. Um, maybe <laughs> Doof funds his evil science stuff by collecting rent. But we know he gets it from his amo- am- am- Oh, from his um, alimony payment. Yeah, alimony. he does. He gets yeah. it off his. Multiple income sources. Come on. He's living in the city no, in the 21st poor. century. He's getting alimony payments. He's collecting rent. With the amount he's spending on his innators, it doesn't surprise me that he can barely afford food. And I think it's an expensive city. I think it's a very expensive city. And I think Mm. this because that is the biggest fucking museum I have ever (laughs) seen. (laughs) And so a museum of that quality, so large that a T-Rex, can quite happily run around inside. Yeah, that's true. It goes through the doorways, everything. That so, I think um, it, that it's probably bigger than New York. It's probably bigger than London. Yeah, so, yeah, it's a, it's a city it's a that massive. has a lot going for it. So yeah, it can't be maybe, cheap living right in the middle. Maybe it's, no, slightly, um, maybe it's slightly smaller than a massive city. So, like, land is a bit cheaper. And that's why the museum is so spacious. Because it's not like it's possible. Packed. It's not like it's a big scale museum. It's yeah, just there was no one space. else in there except... Yeah, there's just a lot of free space. Unless if it's so big that all the other families were just in the in other rooms, room. you never know. 
Uh, there was that one yeah. guy who stole the pterodactyl. He got yeah. away with it. It's so he big. Got a, they've got a problem with security. And it also had a restaurant in that museum. They had the slushy dogs. It's oh huge. Oh, my God. It's massive. It's a shopping complex of a museum. Okay. Mm. Also, how many jobs does Jeremy have? He's got one no, he's job. he's got one that always But they, there's enough slushy dogs in the town that they transfer in between. Uh, and there's one in Mount Rushmore. Rushmore. Yeah. So they're... they're also, I like how he... There's one in Mount Rushmore. He works in Mount Rushmore. How close are they to Mount... We've already had this discussion. Where yes. is the... He gets interned across half of America <laughs> to work at that slushy dog. And just conveniently For on the same day. For one day. <laughs> and then they probably play more than his wages Do you think Phineas and Ferb own slushy dog and they just carry jeremy around for oh for candace that wouldn't surprise me that'd be quite funny they're like we can't have candace busting us today we'll get jeremy to work at the the museum so we can fix up the time machine and And she's distracted yeah that's perfect and also they're always trying to set her up so maybe that's like a thing they do that wouldn't surprise me yeah i feel like if this kept going for a couple more seasons that'd be the sort of they'd be deviously making sure candace never is fully focused (laughs) anyway so once there's a split. Mm. Perry leaves sad and depressed because and he's just been betrayed. We get a banger. Oh, no, this isn't the banger. This is well, the sad one, the, but this is a half, really good song. It's half of the Nemesis <laughs> song, and it's the sad part, yeah. and it's depressing. He's heartbroken. At that this point, he do starts monologuing a bit about mm. how he feels about Perry, mm. and that brings up the point where Peter just starts... Disassembling the Freezinator. He starts while doing it Doof is talking. while Doof is r- talking. And so it That's brings so up rude. Peter <laughs> is no Perry. He is rude. He is just a slayer. He is there he's to there fight to job and he's out. That's it. He's not there for the he emotional connection with his nemesis. He, does, he doesn't hate Doof. He just sees Doof as a problem. He just needs he to just solve it. He just gets rid of the Freezinator. And That's harmless. Peter the Panda is a slayer. <laughs> And should not be like, with Doof. Doof deserves better. Doof frankly. deserves better. He deserves Perry. He yeah. Per- and who doesn't? Who wouldn't want Perry? Like everyone needs a Perry in their life. Uh, you're my Perry, Joe. No, means <laughs> we hate each other. Yeah, I said what I said. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> anyway, keeping this podcast that we have together going. Um, they go on a TV this? show. Doctor Phil. Oh, yeah. oh, I mean, it's, yeah, definitely Doctor not something Doctor Phil. Something something other. Something other. <laughs> Doctor Feel Good. Doctor, is it actually Doctor Doctor Feelgood? Feelgood. That's what he's called. You mean Doctor Phil? Yep. Um, And then they try and somehow fix the relationship. Fix it. It was not. That's not how you fix a relationship. But no, not on television. It works. It works. Um, And Perry and Doof get back together, which we love. We hear the second half of the Nemesis song. Yes, Mm. which is just straight banger banger with the Beatles. So good. So good. Um, And that's. That's, That's about the episode. Yeah. All right. What did you think your best line was, Jack? I My favourite line mm. so far, um, well, uh, I, I just liked it, is when she's like, he's like, oh, we're fixing the time machine. And she's like, isn't that possible? And he's like, it's a possibility. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that is. That's, uh, I wrote that down as well. I want to be that smooth. Yeah, that's, that's just top level smooth. Beautiful. My, um, my favourite, I wrote down my two favourites were um, Stole a Pterodactyl. Yeah, I just I loved when he's like, oh, "What did you do? Oh, I stole a pterodactyl." And then um, when when Doof is singing the upbeat version of the Nemesis song, hmm. they get into the second chorus and they're singing it, and then it, it fades out of the actual song and it cuts to Doof just singing. It's like, "Ooh, nah, 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 ooh, nah, nah, nah. and then he just pauses for a second. And he goes, oh, "I forgot what comes up 
Like, I forgot what happens in the bridge. Yeah, is, is this <laughs> before or after the bridge? Something like that. Just a music <laughs> I, I joke just, for you. I just really like that little music joke. What about your? What's yours favourite, Ruth? Well, I definitely love that. Uh, the possibility joke. Mm-hmm. That's so great. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the bizarre incident where um, their father slash their yeah. father asks the mum for five bucks. Oh, yeah. So well, for the audio, audio tour. Audio car. And then I'm just like, sure. the money. Yes. And then she just goes, yeah. I'm richer. Fun fact, but, uh, <laughs> fun fact I, by the way. Sorry, interrupting. <laughs> no, my, you my, um... My parents are exact, almost exactly the same as that because um, I, we always make the joke. Um, my mum works in asset management for the local council, and my dad works in roads design and roads development and stuff. So dad will have a big project, but he has to clear it through mum. So both at yeah. home and at work, mum hands out the money and then dad spends it. It's I love that. So what were you going to say, Ruth, yeah, about I your yeah. museum? Um, uh, we, we say this line a lot in my house. So when I heard it, I was overjoyed. Uh, Doof says to the panda, you're dead to me. <laughs> you're <laughs> dead, which to I, me. dead to me. Which I say quite a lot. Uh, it's a very so dramatic I, I, thing to say. It's so good. <laughs> and what's the bit where he's right at the end when he's making up and he's like... Uh, Fossil. Buying f- from strange things on the internet. Like fighting me while I create things oh, from strange yeah. things on the internet. Yeah, that was what really was it? Good. He um, it's oh, in I the song, isn't it? I can't remember the context, but Doof says something about how he um, he spends all his time. Oh yeah, it's in the song. Yeah, or, you're right. Or is it in the? No, it's Dr. when he's on his good. knee, like he's like he's, he's on his knee posing. looking at Perry, and he's just oh, like, and he's like, you, you, you sought my evil, my you foil things. my evil schemes, and I spend insane amounts of money buying mass goods on the internet. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> Meant for each other, and it's just. Yeah, I love that because almost every episode begins with them tracking what he's bought on the internet. So, Ruth, do you charge for audio too? Is it your museum? Good question. Yes. You do. We do. How much is well, yours? Well, it's all it's all audio. So, um, in, we don't because it's a brand new way of looking at museums. Um, so, we're trying to make it immersive history. So, um, there's no text or things that you have to read. It's all through the audio guide. Nice. Um, and then there's cool. like. It's really cool. And then there's different uh, voice actors that um, sort of read the primary sources of people who you know, were sent to Australia as convicts. I don't know if anybody knows a lot about Australian history who think, but... Um, Stop talking the honey. I want to know the price. <laughs> How much am I passing over? <laughs> uh, you're a student. So you'd be 20. Are we Oh, that's more than five. Oh, actually, with current USD exchange rates, yeah, 20 sounds good. How, yeah, <laughs> however, he has a tape in a tape machine yes. and has to turn the tape over. Ours is all GPS tracked in the ceiling. So I that's think... awesome. Yeah, I think... And you don't have to change your tape over. Yeah, also, you don't so, use a tape so that audio yeah, makes you Yeah, out better. of curiosity, Ruth, do you know when this show was aired and when it's set? 2007. 2000 and... The first season was fully published in, yeah, 2000... Uh, started 2008, I believe. Yeah, 2007, they made their first episode. 2008, 2008 the first season. So, this is supposedly taking place in 2008 and they're using tapes for the audio guide. And I was like... Okay, that doesn't 
that doesn't make sense. It's a That's museum. Ridiculous. Old things. It's a, it, then I was like, oh, it's a museum. What if it's run by the government? Then it would have tapes. Yeah, because it's so big in it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why there's so much space as well. It's government lean, <laughs> but they don't have anything to put in it. Yeah, perfect. Um, re- well, there was one other thing. Amateur. Why did she say amateur? What's the amateur? Yeah, thing? she's like, do you, do here's you your audio book, book, and she's like, oh, amateur. I, I figured maybe she knew the history, so didn't need someone. Ah, uh, that would oh, work. Because he's an amateur. He doesn't know what he's do- He doesn't know what he's. Do they both yeah. work at the antique thing? They do. Yeah, yeah, I'm always big fans of the antiques. Mm, and then, weird. and then at the end, the post-credit scene is him yeah. just replaying the fossils. The the, the fossils, fossils bit of the tape. No, it's fossils. No, it's it's um fossils. Dun dun dun. Fossils. Dun dun dun. <laughs> fossils. Dun dun dun. We're we're running our audio through a loop pedal, so I can just like. Fossil, keep playing it. Dun, over dun, it. Dun. <laughs> Fossil. Sounds really cool. Um, that fit very well with the episode. Thank you. Well, I think this has been a great episode. Yeah, I agree. Thank you so much for coming on, Ruth. You've Is there anything incredible. you'd like to plug? Uh, um, like the drama company that yes. Yes. she's a part of and has so a slight failing because coronavirus. started with a very good friend of mine, um, a theatre company called 63 Globes. Awesome name. Um, Beautiful. Uh, so follow at 63Globes on Instagram or Facebook. Um, and we are Shakespeare nerds, a lot of that. Uh, the other thing that I would say is in the current climate, a lot of live performance is being shut down. Yeah. So um, if anybody, if and when they can support the arts, we're having a real time. So support the arts, everybody really important and we wouldn't have Phineas and Ferb without it. Without creativity, exactly. If you've got a chance to support your local artists, you've got a, like a local theatre place or a local, um, you know, like uh, concerts that are going on, smaller concerts because they can't hold big concerts at the moment, go to them, attend them, support them. Don't cough. Yeah, don't cough on other people. Don't go near people that are coughing. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Be good kids. Follow 63 Globes <laughs> on Instagram yep. and Facebook. And then follow us also... At implications, implications of Phineas and Ferb. And then, of course, our beautiful Gmail, implications of Phineas and Ferb at gmail.com. Yeah, send us an email. We got um, our first email the other day, which was pretty a good. A while back, yeah. Yes, um, I'm very I sorry like. for any swearing we did, by the way. What was his name? Oh. I'm I so sorry we forgot. Swearing. I'm so sorry we forgot your name, and I'm so sorry for any swearing we did. But did, thank did you, you hear me just really say. <laughs> <laughs> his name is Austin. Austin, thank you for writing to us, Austin. You're very cool, Austin. You. You're our first emailer. Please tell everyone else to write. Look, yeah, tell, tell all your friends lonely. to write into us. We, yeah, I, I would like. Joe's very lonely. He needs friends to. because I've denounced him in this episode. I have, I have time. I have time. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much for listening. I've been Lachlan. I've been Joe, and you have been the most beautiful sister. Oh, thanks, guys. Bruce. It was. So much fun. I've had so much fun. Thank you. Alrighty. Well, Joe. I know what we've done today. I know what we've done today. Hit that button.